We have to acknowledge that the stress hormone cortisol in and of itself is not bad. It's too much. Too often that could lead to things like insulin resistance, chronic disease, and excess fat storage. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, The Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hey there, Rever. It's me, Alicia. So glad you're here. I want you to get ready for a humdinger of an episode. We're diving deep into the world of one of your hormones and its impact on your metabolism. In today's episode of the Rev Your Metabolism podcast, let's dive into one of the two powerhouse hormones that can have a major impact on your metabolism, and that is cortisol. In the past, we covered cortisol and insulin, and we delved into the world of insulin resistance in episode eight. So if you want to go back and check that out, you will learn a lot. Today, we're going to connect the dots by exploring the fascinating link between cortisol and your metabolism, as well as how cortisol influences insulin resistance and excess fat storage. Ugh, we don't like that. So let's get ready for some eye-opening insights. It's going to empower you to understand your body so much better. And you know the drill by now. I want you to put on your shoes. I want you to get out for a walk. Even if you're walking in place, that's cool too, but let's walk and talk as I share this really, really powerful episode with you. We're going to start off by talking about what the heck is cortisol. Let's make sure we all understand exactly what cortisol is. It is a steroid hormone that helps the body respond to stress. Cortisol is released from the adrenal glands, and it's sometimes called the stress hormone because levels of cortisol spike during times of high stress. There are a couple of other hormones associated with stress, but for today, I really want to narrow our focus in on only cortisol. And guess what? You ready to have some fun? It's time for Fact or Fiction. Yeah! All right, fact or fiction, without cortisol, you would die. I know, I know, a bit dramatic, but let's talk about it. Fact or fiction, without cortisol, you would cease to exist. 
<laughs> you cannot live without cortisol. Is that fact or fiction? That is a fact. Cortisol is an essential hormone that affects almost every organ and tissue in your body. So there you have it. We need cortisol. Why do we need cortisol? Let me tell you why. I'm glad you asked. Cortisol regulates your body's stress response. It helps control your body's use of fats, protein, and carbs. But let me just say this before I move on to other reasons why we need cortisol. Cortisol is a major player in your body's ability to burn fat. Yeah, we like cortisol now, don't we? Okay, cortisol also plays a role in governing your metabolism. It controls your blood pressure. And it also helps to maintain immune function. So if it does all these cool things, why is there so much negative talk about cortisol? Let me just say this. It just gets a bad rap. It's a part of your body's brilliant design. It truly is. And we're going to dig more into this because your body is rad. And this was a gift of evolution that your body has this capability with cortisol. The problem is this. Too much, too often creates total havoc, ricky-ticky-tavy in your body. And it's not a good thing. So I want to talk more about how cortisol works. But before we get into that, I have a little something-something for you. A fact or fiction. I know I'm throwing them at you right, right from the get-go. But it's just fun, isn't it? All right, fact or fiction. Cortisol is naturally higher in the morning and then levels of cortisol start to decline throughout the day. Is that fact or fiction? Higher in the morning and then gradually declines throughout the day. Yes, that is a fact. Let me explain a little bit more. Cortisol release occurs in what's known as a circadian fashion, meaning it's naturally highest in the morning when you need a burst of energy because cortisol helps energize you. So when you need that energy in the morning to wake up, get out of bed, and then it declines throughout the day, its lowest point should be at night to allow you to relax, rest, and sleep. And this is something that we'll come back to when I give you ways to lower cortisol. But if you're experiencing a lot of stress, your body releases cortisol throughout the day and night, which can really screw up you getting a good night's sleep. So cortisol is released when you wake up. Remember, higher in the morning, right? It's released when you're stressed. And it's released when you exercise. Now's where I'm going to explain how the whole stress cortisol thing works. So Stress, when we're talking specifically about the part of your stress response that is called fight or flight, okay? So something stresses you out and your body goes into a state of fight or flight, right? 
But here's the thing. Again, part of your body's brilliant design, okay? Your body thinks it is a physical threat because hundreds, thousands of years ago, that's the stress that we had. And so the body nowadays living in the world we're in today, you get stressed. Your body thinks that you're going to have to fight or flee. Your body doesn't know that you're really just sitting in traffic pissed off because somebody just cut you off on the freeway, okay? So your body's in this state of fight or flight. You're angry. What's, what are you doing cutting me off, right? Okay, so your body's like, uh-oh, we're possibly being chased by a hungry animal or maybe a neighboring enemy tribe, and so we need to prepare for this catastrophe, fight or flight mode. All right, so your body in its brilliant wisdom is going to give you an immediate surge in energy in the form of blood sugar, okay? So your body, cortisol elevates, and as cortisol raises, your blood sugar raises because your body wants to give you the energy you need for fight or flight. All right, the next thing that's gonna happen is that your digestion is gonna slow down because your fight or flight response diverts energy away from your digestive tract so that more glucose is available to fuel your body, to give you energy for this fight or flight situation, okay? So now your digestion has slowed down. You also are gonna experience an increase in heart rate. An increase in cortisol causes a narrowing of the arteries, so your blood pumps harder and faster from your heart to your muscles. And cortisol is going to keep your body in high alert until the threat is gone. Once it is passed, your cortisol levels should drop, causing your heart rate, blood pressure, and digestion to all go back to normal. But in our example, since your body prepared for fighting or fleeing by giving you a quick form of energy, in the form of high blood sugar, but you're just sitting there in your car, right, in traffic, not being chased by something or fighting, now you're left with high blood sugar, right? Because you're not using that blood sugar as an actual need for physical energy. So here's what happens next, okay? And this is a perfect segue to talk about the link between chronically high cortisol and insulin resistance. So the cycle is you get stressed out about something and it, your body gives you that high blood sugar so that you can fight or flee, but you're just sitting in your car angry in traffic and now you're left with high blood sugar. Well, if you remember from our previous episodes, high blood sugar is toxic for your body. So your body's like, okay, I, we got to get rid of this high blood sugar. So now here comes our friend insulin. It gets released into your bloodstream to take that sugar and go redeposit it, okay? And so in the liver, the muscles, or the fat cells. So imagine when this keeps happening over and over and over. And again, if you haven't heard the last episode about insulin resistance, this is gonna make a lot more sense if you go back and listen to that. But this constant hit of insulin 
because you're constantly stressed out, cortisol goes up, insulin gets released because of the high blood sugar. Over and over, you're going to eventually, well, I shouldn't say you are for sure, it can eventually lead to insulin resistance. You are essentially stressing your way to insulin resistance. And I I touched on that in our last episode. So you can eat your way to insulin resistance. You can non-exercise your way to insulin resistance. You can stress your way to insulin resistance. Now, I hope that makes sense because in our stress-laden, fast-paced culture, cortisol can remain chronically high. And this is my theory as to why are so many people who are exercising and eating healthy becoming pre-diabetic. I really believe it has to do with the, le- the link between stress and insulin resistance. And you got to remember that there are other stressors besides mental, emotional stress, right? There's dehydration, not getting good sleep. There's chronic pain, uh, too much sitting. There's so many different forms of stress on your body outside of the mental stress that most of us think of. All right, so you got to realize that, again, this is like this fast-paced culture we live in. I mean, you know, relaxation is not built into our lifestyle anymore. You know, back in the day when people would sit out on the front porch on a Sunday afternoon, sipping some lemonade, watching the clouds go by, right? We don't do that kind of stuff anymore. It's not a natural part of our lifestyle. So the big thing is, this is what I call Zen monkey time, and I'm going to circle back to that in just a moment, but you've got to incorporate more Zen monkey time into your stress monkey (laughs) overfilled lifestyle. According to the Mayo Clinic, chronically high stress can lead to a variety of health problems, including anxiety and depression, digestive problems, headaches, heart disease, high blood pressure, muscle tension and pain, memory loss, trouble sleeping, and weight gain. Egrec. That's a lot of stuff. The thing I'm surprised about, though, Mayo Clinic, Mayo Clinic, not Mayo, sorry, Mayo Clinic, is why is insulin resistance not listed? Hmm. Anyways, moving on. Okay, let's remember, Rever, that cortisol is not a villain, right? Cortisol is our friend. It's just one of those friends you don't want hanging around all the time. (laughs) You know, one of those friends that you have fun with them, but then after a little while, you're like, okay, I've had enough. Think of cortisol as that friend. You want to keep this friend in your life. They're cool, but you don't want your buddy cortisol around all the time. So before we get into ways of managing your cortisol, let's talk about the link between chronically elevated cortisol and fat storage. This is a big thing. The the big takeaways I want you to get from today's episode is the link between 
and, and I'm going to keep saying chronically elevated cortisol because cortisol can be your buddy if you're not constantly getting hit by chronically elevated levels of cortisol. But the three things that we want to be concerned with when it comes to this podcast is chronically elevated cortisol is linked to your metabolism, number one, insulin resistance, number two, and number three, what I'm going to talk about now, the drive to store excess fat. All right, so here we go back to that stress cycle that I talked about before. You get stressed out about something, and so your cortisol levels go up. Once the cortisol level goes up, the body starts to send a surge of blood sugar to give you energy. But again, if it's not a physical stressor, like exercise, your body is going to have to get that elevated blood sugar back down by releasing the fat storage hormone, insulin, into your bloodstream, right? Now, insulin is going to go take that blood sugar to three places, liver, muscles, and fat cells. Your liver and your muscles, and again, this is a review from a couple episodes ago, your liver and muscles can only hold so much blood sugar, right? It's limited how much can be held in those two places. So if they're already full, if there's no room at the end, when it comes to your liver and your muscles, the excess blood sugar, insulin's going to take it, and it's going to just deposit it in your fat cells because that's unlimited. It can just store fat all day long. So can you see how there is a link between chronically elevated cortisol and fat storage. It's just this constant cycle, right? Also, this cycle, like I've mentioned previously, is it can lead to insulin resistance. And once you're insulin resistant, the body is going to start to prefer, prefer, whoa, prefer <laughs> that storage over fat burning. And again, I'm always bringing it back to just letting you know that counting calories, this is why it can be a problem. Because somebody who is insulin resistant, their body is going to get really good at storing fat and not burning fat. So that needs to be addressed first. And yes, of course, calories play a role, but I just want to help you if you're one of these people that are out there and you're like, I am counting calories. I am being very thorough with every little morsel of food I put in my mouth and it's not working. Well, it could be an issue of your metabolic hormones, okay? Insulin, cortisol, things that we're talking about on this podcast. So I'm really glad that you're here. All right, let's talk about what to do. And this is going to be a fairly short episode today, so you're not going to be walking as long as normal. I try to keep the episodes to about 30 minutes because I feel like that's about how long of, of, of a walk that you might be going on. So today's a shorter walk. All right, here's the things that you could do to help to manage your cortisol levels, right? Number one, change your outlook. 
quit thinking of cortisol as a bad thing. I think that we talk so much about the negative components of cortisol and stress that we've created a culture of people being stressed because they're stressed. <laughs> Am I right? Does that make sense? So quit being stressed that you're stressed, right? Your body is built to be stress resilient. That's the good news. And I'm going to do a whole episode about how to actually train your body to be more stress resilient. Because yes, there is ways that you can train your body. I should have made that a fact or fiction. It's called hormesis, and I'm going to explain it to you. But for now, just start to change your outlook. Don't think that all stress is bad, because it's not, okay? Number two, you got to start giving your inner Zen monkey some love. Remember that there's only two systems within your stress response. You have, you have the fight or flight. That's what we call stress monkey. And then you have rest and digest, and that's what's called Zen monkey. It's not that we need to eliminate the stress monkey. We just need to give our inner Zen monkey a little more love and attention. And I'm going to, in a second, give you three super quick, easy ways that you can do that. But while I'm on the subject, think about what I'm saying. Rest and digest is the opposite of fight or flight. You can't be a little in each. You're in one or the other at any given moment. So think about what the title says, rest and digest. And what I just told you about what happens when cortisol is released, one of those things is digestion slows way down. So when you're sitting there at your desk, stressed out, shoveling in your lunch in a state of fight or flight, what do you think is happening inside your body with that food? It's not good, right? So this is, I'm imploring you, to try to be intentional about slowing down when you're eating. Take some breaths. Don't shovel it in like it's a race in a, in a state of stress monkey, okay? Let the Zen monkey eat the, the food. All right, I'm, I'm gonna start going off on a tangent, so let's move on. So number one, I want you to change your outlook about stress. Number two, we're gonna start giving our inner Zen monkey a little more love, right? Number three, incorporate leisurely paced walks. Why? Leisurely paced walks, slow to moderate paced walks, they help to balance your blood sugar, they help to regulate insulin, and they lower cortisol. It's one of the only forms of exercise that lowers cortisol. Tai Chi, Qi Gong, both of those also lower cortisol. And it's very specific. Notice I'm saying leisurely paced walks. If you want to walk fast as a form of exercise, that's fantastic. Go for it. But I'm not talking about walking for exercise. I'm talking about walking to help balance your metabolic hormones. So start to incorporate some short, leisurely paced walks. Okay, It's going to help to lower that cortisol. And number four, you've got to focus on your sleep quality. So important. Don't think about the length of time you're sleeping. Think about the quality of your sleep. It is absolutely crucial to get good sleep because if you don't, that is, like I said, that's another form of stress on the body. That is elevated cortisol just from missing one night of sleep. One night of bad sleep has such a huge impact on your body and on your metabolism. So 
Those are my four things. And let me give you three quick and simple ways to Zen monkey. And they're, they don't take long. Okay. And they're, they're freaking awesome. All right. Number one, just set a timer on your phone for one to three minutes. Close your eyes. So you want to be in a place where you're not going to be disturbed for one to three minutes. Don't tell me you don't have time for one to three minutes. Yes, you freaking do. Stay off social media for one to three minutes and instead do some Zen monkey time. Okay. So you're going to set a timer on your phone for one to three minutes. You're going to close your eyes and you're just going to breathe. Feel your breath slowing down. Because once we get to the stress episode, your mind is going to be blown when I explain to you how the way you breathe can trigger your fight or flight. So that's number one. I'm going to set a timer on my phone for a minute. Close my eyes. and Just breathe. All right. Number two, gratitude. I'm not asking you to write a laundry list catalog of all the things you're grateful for in life. Here is what I'm asking you to do. Take a second to think of a person or a thing or a situation, whatever it is that you're grateful for. Here's the difference. You're going to close your eyes. You're going to think about this person, place, or thing, and you're going to breathe it into your body. I want you to feel a sense of gratitude. This could take you literally 30 seconds, okay? You know when someone does something really, really nice for you, unexpected, and you're like, Oh, that was so nice. That feeling, that's the feeling I want you to get in touch with, okay? So number three, this is a rad one. It's just to laugh. Laughter reduces cortisol. It's so good for you. This is why on Instagram and on Facebook on Fridays, I post the Friday funnies because laughter is so incredibly impactful on your stress levels. So those three things, set a timer on your phone for a minute or three, close your eyes, breathe, feel gratitude, feel it. And number three, laugh your ass off, laugh. Laughter is the best medicine after all. All right, look at there, we're at what? Uh, Well, look at almost 30 minutes, I don't know. I thought it was gonna be shorter, but I love talking to you. You're just so fun to hang out with. I, lo- I really enjoy our weekly sessions. All right, Rever. Listen, before you go, I want to tell you that if you are digging this podcast, you want me to keep the goodness coming, it would really help me so much if you could either leave a review or even just give me a five-star rating. It really, really helps to put this podcast in front of more people. And I'm so on a mission to just help people have a better flipping life. Remember who they are and feel as good as they deserve to. Okay, sweet Rever, thank you for spending time with me. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I will see you next time. Bye for now.